Hello and welcome back. Welcome back, my friends, to the pod that never ends. Unless you guys stop downloading and subscribing, I suppose, in which case it'll come fucking crashing down. Anyways, welcome back, and this is number 14, episode number 14 of the Hostile Environment Podcast. Thank you for tuning in, and let's just start off with a bang, shall we? Let's fucking celebrate 1,000 downloads, baby! And after we are done patting ourselves on the back for that amazing fucking news, let's keep it going with some other great news about the Hostile Environment Podcast resident douchebag. Yes, let's talk a little Chris Skye, who now not only is on the Canadian no-fly list, which, by the way, is very fucking easy to get on, but almost fucking impossible to get off of. It's going to take thousands of dollars, and I hope hundreds of thousands of dollars, to, uh, to, to try and get off this fucking list. I mean, I would venture to guess probably over 30 grand. I, I, I mean, that's just a starter. I mean, I have a friend who was busted for a DUI, and it costed him 30 grand to, to not get convicted. So, to get off the no-fly list, I have to imagine it's going to be well over 30 grand, and here's hoping that it is. But not just that, but he has to also get in front of a judge who will hear this friggin' case, and even then, there's no guarantee he'll get off, and this decision will get overturned. Uh, the, the, the best, the funniest thing about this is his own videos, the ones he's posted of himself being on uh, airplanes, fighting with airline staff, fighting with passengers, not to mention all the videos he's posted of himself uh, going into airports to fight with airline staff, just for no reason at all, just to go on Instagram Live so he can get clicks. Um, how about all the police officers that that uh, he's he's pissed off? That's all going to be used against him. And the best part is, he thought by posting all of this on Instagram Live that he was some kind of fucking Canadian hero. Well, you know who didn't think he was a hero other than me and 95% of the rest of Canada? Instagram. Instagram has shut down and deleted Chris Sky's account due to his anti-lockdown and anti-COVID posts. The things that this fucking shit sack lives for, which is Instagram and, 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 and going around different cities and spreading his fucking poison and traveling are, 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 are gone. So uh, let's just hope that with that being gone, his parents take away his credit card that they've given him because obviously he's got free reign. He doesn't fucking work. So someone's paying his fucking bills and it's not Instagram fans and all these horse shit. He's not a Kardashian douchebag. He's just a Canadian douchebag. So his parents have definitely hooked him up with a bunch of dough. So let's hope that they take his parents, away, I mean, his credit card away from him um, so he can get a real job at like the fucking local no frills collecting shopping carts in the parking lot like he deserves with all the other employees who qualify for the Special Olympics. That's exactly where this fucking guy belongs. Yeah, enough, enough about that horse cock. Uh, let's move on to people or things that are actually matter right now in Canada or in fucking in the world or whatever. Let's talk about the longest running cartoon of all time, The Simpsons. Um, more specifically, the guy who voices most of the characters for The Simpsons. Uh, in case you guys were not aware, his name is Hank Azaria. He's been around forever. He's been in a boatload of movies as he's usually like the extra or the, the best friend or the, you know, the weirdo in the corner sort of thing. He never really stars in movies. He's kind of like, you know, he's always like the, like the, the fucking Robin to the Batman sort of thing. 
Very talented dude, though. He used to have a couple of uh, funny TV shows back in the day. So his name is Hank Azaria, in case you guys didn't know. Um, he, he just sent out a, a giant apology. And his apology was basically for voicing the Simpsons character Apu for all of these years. So he put out this this long uh, statement saying that, you know, he, he, he knew he was offending people and he shouldn't have done it. And he's apologizing to Indian people all around the world. And look, uh... Uh, straight goods. I mean, I'm, I'm sure a lot of you believe in what I'm about to say. Um, if you don't, tough fucking nuts. But the, the, the fact of the matter is, again, it's a cartoon for entertainment. Um, th this is a forced apology. Uh, it, it has it written all over it. I mean, come on, seriously. Um, he, was, he was probably be forced by like a, a person, a certain person or an executive um, so that he's not involved in cancel culture and he doesn't lose any other jobs or possible jobs in the future. Um, you know, he all, put it this way. This guy is so talented that not only does he voice Apu, he also voices uh, Bartender Moe, Chief Wiggum, Comic Book Guy, Snake, who's the guy who's always getting arrested, uh, and Bumblebee Man. So if they didn't have different cultures in the show, people would complain about that. So they do have different cultures in the show, one of them being an Indian, um, not like like teepee Indian, but you know what I'm talking about, Pakistani Indian. Um, so they have that, and just because he talks with the accent that these people are known to have, it's offensive. Fuck, man. Like, fuck off. Like, the, the Bumblebee man, the fat, the fat Bumblebee in the show, he's Spanish. He says things like that. You don't see the Spanish people getting up in an uproar. Uh, how about the guy who plays the groundskeeper Willie voice? Uh, you don't see Scottish people freaking out because they're always picking on Scottish people with, oh, you know, he, he's a, a tool guy who eats potatoes and, or that's the Irish, I don't know, whatever. But you, you get the drift. I mean, I don't know, whatever. I mean, I, I think people are just getting too fucking, like, the show's been on for like 200 fucking years. And I never heard an Indian person say, that's offensive to me, that he's voicing the character like an Indian person. Okay, yes, he runs a convenience store. Yes, he speaks with an Indian accent. He checks all the boxes. Uh, if he drove a cab, he'd have all the boxes checked all together. But the fact of the matter is, it's a fucking cartoon. It's there for entertainment. If he was a white guy painting himself Indian on a live sitcom, yes, understandably offensive. But fucking relax, man. Chill the fuck out. Um, so that's, that's it for my, uh, my social, uh, or sorry, my, uh, race rant for the day, I guess, or whatever you want to call it. Um, and today what I want to do, I want to try something a little different. I ran over this, this, um, uh, of course doing my research and it's not porn this time, relax. Anyways, I ran, I ran across this, um, this, this meme or picture, whatever you want to call it. And it had a picture of nine different pills. Um, and the, 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 the caption was, you can only take three of these pills for the rest of your life, and it changes everything, sort of thing. And it gives you a list of all nine pills, uh, and which ones would you take? And for some reason, it, it, it I don't know, I, I guess I just wanted to, I wanted to think about it. So I started to think about it, and then I was like, you know what? This is all right content, because I want to ask you, I'm going to read you guys what the nine pills are. And then I want you guys, I'm going to post also a picture on social media of the, of the meme that I have. And um, I'd love you guys to tell me what pills you would take, because it's a good question. Um, it's like a social dilemma of the hostile environment podcast. Let's try that. I mean, you, you've you've all heard scenarios like um, if you could only take three things to a desert island forever, what would it be? Or 
F Mary Kill, uh, you know, the, who would you fuck Mary Kill sort of thing. It's a sort of a scenario like that, except hostile environment style. So um, it's 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 a question with a twist, and you can you, so basically you can immediately change your life forever and the lives of everyone around you by taking three pills out of the nine that I'm going to give you right now as options. Which three do you take and why? Kind of like. Um, the matrix, you know, when he says, take the red pill or take the blue pill, one, you stay in the matrix, the other one, you wake up and da, da, da. So kind of like that, I guess. But again, hostile environment style. So the first pill, uh, the first pill would be, uh, perfect health forever. So basically, you know, perfect health. So let's, let's draw the positives and the negatives, I guess. So you could smoke cigarettes every day, all day you want. If you're a smoker, I'm not. Woohoo. Uh, you can drink straight fucking whiskey. You can stay awake for nine days straight, any day, all day, for the rest of your fucking life, and it has no effect on you whatsoever. Uh, do you take this pill or not? Why or why not? I mean, no cancer, no AIDS, no herpes, so you can have unprotected sex with any homeless person you want for the rest of your life with no consequences. And nowadays, how about no COVID mask or hand sanitizer? Uh, so, I mean, it, that'd be fucking great. I'm pretty fucking sick of when malls were actually open, every store you go into, you have to put more and more sanitizer on. So if you go into several different stores, which I have daughters, so I'm going into several different stores, by the end of my trip to the mall, my hands feel like fucking sandpaper. And uh, not just that, but some stores don't even drop for the good sanitizer. So have you had the one that fucking smells like tequila? So you get pulled over, people are going to be like, are you drinking? No, no, it's my sanitizer. No, no, it's it, it fucking smells like straight tequila. It's disgusting. And then you got the one that you, you fucking, it squirts like like water, like it runs off your hands. It's barely even sanitizer. So anyway, so fuck that. I'm getting off track. Anyways, uh, second pill. Uh, uh, choose to keep any body type you want for the rest of your life. Uh, so if you uh, take the pill, you snap your fingers, and all of a sudden, boom, instant six-pack. Or, gentlemen, do you want a 14-inch cock that's as round as it is long? Boom. Pill. You got it. Who's never wearing pants again? Right here. Ladies, you want a fucking uh, Kim Kardashian ass with Jennifer Aniston tits and Angelina Jolie's eyes and lips? Uh, take this pill and boom. You got your wish. You got all the fucking the best of all the worlds. Uh, all you got to do is take this fucking pill. Um, you know, eat anything you want, never worry about losing that bathing suit body or gaining that fucking Christmas, um, you know, the, the weight you gain at Christmas for all those fucking meals and snacks you're eating. That's, that's a good pill. So, I mean, does that make the list? It could, it could not. Uh, third pill, super strength. Uh, so as cool as this would be, and yes, it would be fucking pretty cool, but how would it really benefit you at the end of the day? Are we planning to be a real-life member of the Justice League? Because, sure, I can throw a car like Tom Brady throws a football, but what are the major incentive, incentives for super strength? I'm sure you'd be massive hit at parties, especially children's birthday parties, um, you know, and, and uh, anything else. But, like, you know, you, uh, you go to a Christmas party where you don't know anybody, all of a sudden, fucking, you know, you, you, you go outside and lift a boat? Sure, forget about it. But what else, really? Like, I don't know. I'm not sure it would make the cut for me, super strength. Yes, it'd be cool for the first couple of days, but I think it'd get boring after a while. Uh, pill number four, heal other people's illnesses. So right off the hop, I know the people listening right now, there's a few of you now that have a heart of gold and are like, yep, that one's for sure. That I take that one for sure. So I can save 
you know, uh, 94-year-old Granny Doris from all of the 37 diseases or sicknesses she has so she can live to be 208 years old like a fucking goddamn fucking vampire. But hold on, wait, just before you fucking go any further, think about it. You know, uh, does Grandma Doris really want to be a vampire? Or has she accomplished everything she's wanted to do and is perfectly happy calling it a day? And how many people would you really heal because uh, if you think about it, at the end of the day, the term population control has to come into the conversation, does it not? I mean, yes, I too would love to go down to the children's hospital and see fucking adorable little 13-year-old Timmy with that horrible disease who only has weeks or months to live. But unfortunately, we did that, um, if we did that for like every adorable 13-year-old Timmy at the children's hospital, our population would balloon out of control and become uncontrollable and, and just just awful. So it's it, unfortunately, I mean, it's a sad reality, but um, the key word in that statement is reality. But, you know, definitely food for thought. And, you know, I, I know I sound like a cold-hearted bastard because, you know, I, I just basically shut the door on poor 13-year-old Timmy, but... I mean, fuck, man, like how many, I mean, think about it. There's a lot of 13-year-old Timmies out there. So, I don't know. Uh, food for thought, like I said. Uh, pill number five. This would be super intelligence. Um, this pill is a no-brainer. Get it? Intelligence, brain, anyways. Um, this would have to be one of the easiest decisions on the list, for sure, out of the nine pills. Um, with super intelligence, the world is your fucking oyster. You want to work for NASA or Elon Musk? Fuck, you could fucking run NASA and be Elon Musk. Obviously, everything super cool has already been invented and trademarked and, and you know, is already in the works more than likely. But um, super intelligence means you'd be, uh, you'd think of a salute or you'd think of something that nobody else could ever dream of because you're fucking smarter than everybody else on Earth. So there is something out there that maybe just needs a little tweak. I don't know, and you could steal that idea. But the bottom line is if you've got super intelligence... You're figuring something out pretty fucking quickly, and guaranteed it's going to be gold. And let's face it, a lot of chicks dig smart guys. Uh, you know, I wasn't that lucky. I'm not all that bright, but uh, so I wouldn't know what it's like to be on the other end of the spectrum. Um, I'd like to think I'm intelligent. Um, unfortunately, um, no. All right, moving on. Pill number six: uh, find and keep love forever. Yes, oh, love. Love's great. Isn't love great? And I know, I know. Uh, I, well, let's put it this way. I actually don't know about this one. My first instinct, is, right off the bat, is hard fucking pass. But when you... And, and truth be told, um, and it, it has happened to me, so um, when you first find that certain someone who, you know, luckily some of us have that, you know, make you feel truly happy and yes, you're in love and, you know, it, it is hard to find. So it's hard to say no to that. I'm one of the lucky ones. I found a woman who loves me and understands me. So, I mean, you know, I checked that box and all I constantly do is try and work really fucking hard not to screw it up. So for you hopeless romantics out there, um, you know, that you, you won't take this pill fast enough or you can't take this pill fast enough. I get it. Um, then go hard, swallow that shit. Um, and you know, I, I just gotta say I'm on the fence for this one because out of the nine pills, it's just above saving little 13 year old Timmy. Uh, pill number seven, uh, talk to the deceased. So this is a creepy pill. I think it just creeps me the fuck out. I have zero clue why anybody would want to talk to dead people more than once. 
Um, I mean, I, I've seen on, I, I've never actually been to a seance, nor do I think I'm ever going to, because I really have no fucking want to. I mean, I love my grandmother to death, but I mean, even when she was alive, there wasn't really much she had to say, so I don't know. Anyways, um, uh, I figure in, when you talk to a dead person um, in one conversation, you could fucking pretty much have everything you need answered in like 20 minutes. So if the pill is only good for one conversation, then fuck no, I'm not wasting one of my three pills on it. And if it's you can talk to the dead forever, then fuck that too. Because the last thing I want is more people to talk to and fucking bother me. I can't even hold a meaningful conversation with people alive today that are fucking six blocks away. And now I got to worry about some fucking dead person ringing my doorbell or, or I mean, I, I don't know how they do it. They shake you at night. I don't know how the fuck it works, but you know, you know, you got to talk to dead people and alive people. Like, do I need a dead cell phone too? Fuck. But if, I mean, if I'm not willing to talk to people now, then I'm not talking to dead people. But I do want to say that, thank God that uh, they invented texting so that you never have to call people for their birthdays anymore. That That's great. I used to hate calling people and, you know, like you get that, so happy birthday, what's new, how's things, you know, how are the kids? Now you just shoot them a text message, happy birthday, and uh, that's that. So good for, texting is a plus. But anyways, all serious, seriousness, anyways. Um, what information do dead people really give you that's helpful? I mean, think about it. Um, so you get Uncle Jack, who was run over by a train in 1997, to tell you what comes after death. Okay, um, who exactly do you pass that information on to without sounding like a complete fucking lunatic? So go ahead, um, get get on social media, um, pa pass the information on that uh, Dead Jack told you, on, and you can put it on Facebook, and I'm sure people will think you're fine. No mental issues there, right? Oh, what, what's Jay posting on Facebook? Uncle Jack told him that fucking heaven has fucking angels and razor blades. Uh, oh, okay. He sounds fine. Yeah, he's good. Leave him alone. Or better yet, um, hey, Uncle Jack, um, um, what's Michael Jackson doing right now? Or, um, you know, are, are there cities in heaven? Because there's too many people, so you figure they've got to be in different cities up there, right? And if there are cities, how do they travel? Do they have fucking heaven trains? Or, you know, or is Tupac really there or not? Or is Tupac hiding in the Bahamas? You know, so I don't know. Fucking, I, I think it's a hard pass on the talking to the dead pill. Pill number eight is uh, change the past. So it goes out saying that, um, I, I don't even have to say this, that that pill would 100% be going in my body. Who invented Amazon? Jay Cowell did. Who invented the electric cars? Jay Cowell did. Um, you know, uh, September 11th, 2001, never happened. The possibilities are endless with this pill. So fuck yeah, sign me up. I'm all in, 100%. Give me the change the past pill. And lastly, or sorry, certainly, or ugh, and lastly, but certainly not leastly, pill number nine, unlimited money. Now, I know most of you are going, for sure, that's the fuck, take that pill. But hang on, before you do that, this is a trick question if you really think about it. Because if you took pill number eight, which has changed the past, you shouldn't need this pill because you've already, you're already fucking stupid rich. You've changed the past, right? So, why would you take the same pill twice, basically? So, you know, you change the past. Oh, uh, yeah, I'm going to bet on the Cubs to win the World Series for the first time in 700 years. 
Yeah, you know, you do that from day one, put a million bucks down, you hit the jackpot, you get 10 million bucks. You invent Amazon, you invent electric cars. You don't need unlimited money. So that's a trick question. So pill number nine is not going in my body. But personally, and here's the way I wrapped it up, I'm taking pills number one, which are perfect health, so I can enjoy, enjoy all of my fucking money because I'm taking also pill number five, which is the super intelligence, and pill number eight, which is change the past. So one, five, eight. I can't see that being a losing combination. You got perfect health, so you'll you know you'll you'll live for fucking to 165 years old. You're the smartest fucking guy on earth, and you've changed the past, which probably makes you the richest guy on earth. And your super intelligence, um, you know, you'll get a, a crazy awesome girl. So that it. One five eight. Where are you, what are you guys thinking? What pills are you taking? I'm gonna post the picture on social media probably Facebook or IG, whichever one I think will get the most traffic from you guys. And I would love you guys just to write which pills you would take and why. So if you could post that, show me what your choices are. Tell me why you're doing it. And that would be fantastic because I'm trying to get some more fan interaction. I'm getting a lot of emails. I'm not getting much else, but I appreciate all the likes and stuff that I'm getting on all the shit that I'm constantly throwing at you guys. But uh, a little more interaction would be fun because, you know, there are a bunch of people out there, um, strangers, people that aren't my friends or family. Uh, like a fucking, I was talking to a fucking lady in Peru. Uh, Peru is listening to my podcast. I don't. That is fucking mind blowing. That Peru, someone in Peru knows who the fuck I am and listens to my show. I don't know how the lady in Peru. I mean, I'm, I know I'm. I'm constantly trying to make you know connections with people online, podcasters, and I'm constantly hashtagging all this stuff to try and get people. So something I did worked, and someone approved listens to the show. So I'm not going to say your name. I'm not going to butcher your name because I can't pronounce your name, but you know who you are. You're the only fan I have in Peru. So thank you, ma'am, from Peru. Uh, speaking of social media, um, um, basically, um, I've said... I So... As you guys know, my uh, my show that I did the fans question on went over gangbusters, went over huge. So what I wanted to do was I wanted to do an ask me anything segment of the show. So it doesn't have to be show related. It could be about anything. So um, that's so that's something I'm thinking about. Um, sorry, I got my pages mixed up here. Um, oh, no, there it is. So, um, yeah. Um, so I'm hoping to do that either next week or the Monday. So either the next week on the Monday or the Thursday, I don't care which one, probably the Thursday would give me a bit more time to gather all the questions and shit together and da, 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 da. But, um, like I said, it doesn't have to be questions about the show. Um, it could be of course, and it can be of course, but I'm willing to answer any questions about anything. Nothing's off limits. Ask me anything. And, um, uh, you can do that of course, by writing, um, you know, either just tagging me or any of the posts that I put out that I'm constantly throwing new videos and shit out, you know, just comment at the bottom of it. And I, I read all the shit. I get all the notifications. So if you write anything, I'll get your name. And unless you don't want me to say your name, in which case don't say your fucking name or tell me not to say your name. And I will ask it uh, on one of my shows and hopefully I can put a show together. I've got a couple questions already. Uh, one is show related. The other one is not. And the other one I don't understand. So I'm going to get back to that person. I'm going to say, what the fuck are you talking about? What do you want from me? So, um, if you get that message from me, you know who you are. Anyways, uh, moving on. Um, so, I've, oh, I got some awesome news. Um, and I know I sounded really like I just won the lottery there, but 
I didn't. Anyways, um, um, anyways, the, this news is about breakfast cereal. I'm serious. So back, take it back. I mean, I'm, like I said, I keep bringing this up, but yes, I'm 42 and it's depressing. It is what it is. But remember the days when you were an ugly little kid and you'd fucking get up in the morning and you'd, you're wearing your fucking pajamas with GI Joe or whatever, and you'd run down to the kitchen table and you'd see that giant box of cereal. And on that box of cereal would be the magical printed words prize inside the box and you'd fucking lose it and you first thing you would do is you'd roll up your sleeve on your pajamas and you jam your fucking filthy hand inside the box and you'd be surfing around and until you felt that object that you knew wasn't cereal and you'd yank it out and a boatload of the cereal would come out with your arm and you wouldn't care because you got this fucking two dollar prize and you know it was it was always fucking it was a crazy fucking time back in the day i wish i wish they had to stop i wish they hadn't have stopped doing that well the good news is it's back it is back lucky charms is giving away spoons inside their cereal boxes now and i'm not sure if it's more than lucky charms i think it might be like cinnamon toast crunch or whatever falls under that lucky charms umbrella with cereals i I don't know how that shit works but Lucky Charms for sure is doing it. And the best part about this is, other than the fact that they're finally giving away free stuff in cereal boxes again, so I can spill a whole bunch of them on the floor and the table instead of putting it in the fucking bowl, is, wait for it, the spoon changes color with the with the fucking milk. So it might be, I think it's a green spoon when you pull it out of the box, and then once you start eating with it, the spoon changes blue. Mind fucking blown. Really looking forward. I'm actually going out later after this podcast is downloaded. I'm going to go out and grab a box of Lucky Charms. I want to surf around for that fucking spoon. Then I'm going to throw the Lucky Charms in the garbage because that cereal is disgusting. So, um, I'm pretty erect over that. Anyways, that's this is what lockdowns have taught us. Uh, anything is that like little things mean so much nowadays. Like a spoon changing color inside a cereal box. That's like a freaking Porsche underneath your Christmas tree. Anyway, moving on from cereal, uh, a couple of quick housekeeping notes before we get into the last segment of the show. So I talked about the overwhelming success of the uh, uh, fan questions, one of my most downloaded episodes, by the way. So that's I'm pretty happy to say that. Um, I talked about the thousand downloads, and I'm going to keep bringing that up because not only is it impressive, but I'm also pretty fucking proud of myself. Um, and I told you guys that I want you to ask me questions on social media and now to the social media plugs, which is everybody's favorite part of the show or nobody's favorite part of the show. Um, any of these sites can be asked to ask Jay anything or ask me anything either way. So here we go. Do you want to know the meaning of life? Of course you do. Well, ask me anything on Facebook which is uh, jcowell at Facebook. Uh, Do you want to know how I lost my virginity? Well, ask me on Instagram, which is now changed. It is at host.enviro.pod. I know you guys who actually listen to the show and follow me on social media aren't going to get these confused because I'm constantly throwing this shit at you with videos and on the the, uh, the pod. So um, you might be sick of hearing it, but... Uh, it, it's making, it's getting me, it's, it's getting me places. So I got to keep doing this. Um, I don't enjoy it either, but it is what it is. Actually, I kind of do. I kind of like self-promotion because it makes me happy. Um, uh, do you want to know how many times I've been followed by a strange man at the bus station? Well, I can answer that. Email me at j.hostile. 
dot environment at gmail.com. Yes, I have been fondled by men at the bus station, and I will tell you how and why. And if you want to see me dance naked, wearing a shower cap with my wiener dogs, find me on TikTok, which is at the hostile environment pod. There you go. See, that wasn't so hard. It wasn't like drawing blood. So, because it's Thursday, that can mean only one thing. It's time for Thursday Tone Tales. Thursday Tone Tales. For the story, we're going to go back to the beautiful year of 1997. These are the days when my crew wasn't very big. I mean, I had my Greek crew and then I had this crew. So we'll call this crew the Disaster Crew. The Greeks and the Disaster Crews, they would intermingle sometimes for, you know, random drinking nights or whatever. But for the the shit-disturbing stuff, that was usually the, the Disaster Crew. And the Greeks was actually like the, you know, the, the, the regular people. You know, they did regular things. They went to bars, restaurants, coffees, pool halls, stuff like that. The Disaster Crew went to homeless, you know, homeless donut shops and Neil and Lisa's and a whole bunch of other places that I'm going to tell you about in the future, like Native Dave's. Keep that, keep that one. Native Dave's is a big one. But uh, so we're going back to 1997 where my crew, which we call the Disaster Crew, was um, Derek, Bird, uh, Chris, Tone, and myself. Um, so we went to pick up Bird from his place. Um, so I guess basically we, we talked to everyone. Yeah, yeah, we're going to pick you up, blah, blah, blah. So we went to Bird's house. We picked, go to pick him up. And uh, as usual, typical Bird, he was being a fucking bitch and he bailed on whatever plans we had. So ha instead of having the fucking stones to tell us before we got to his house that he was bailing, we went all the way to his house. And remember, because this is 1997, we're riding the bus. So to say this is an inconvenience is a massive understatement. I mean, if you're in a car, fucking fine. You peel away, you're a little pissed off. If you take the bus all the way to someone's house, three or four of you, and you all have to meet up to take the same bus to go to Chris's house to pick him up, and then you get there and he fucking blows you off, um, usually because he was smoking a lot of pot and he was too stoned to even fucking move. But anyways, we, he, he fucking blew us off. And, you know, of course, we all walked away and we were just like, Stupid mad, right? I mean, 1997, you know, I think we were like 17 years old. So it's 17-year-old problems. Or Chris fucked us over. But it sounds petty now. But at that time, it was, it was you know, it was a, a thorn in our sides. Let's go say that. But so we, we knew as soon as we walked away, it, 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 went, it went without saying that this was not going to go unpunished. I mean, we immediately started, like, we're walking up the sidewalk and we're immediately formulating a plan on how to fuck Bird over. And um, so we're, we, we decided to go over to the corner store before we grab our fucking bus and um, to wherever the fuck we're going. And, and, and you know, as usual, you know, we go into the corner store, Derek and I grab what we want and we pay for our shit. And while we're doing that, Tone's stealing his shit. So on this particular day, Tone stole a Nestle Crunch Bar. You know, remember the Nestle Crunch Bar with the silver wrapper? I'm, I hate chocolate. But uh, I know it has a silver wrapper and a big blue fucking wrapper, or sorry, a silver wrapper, and then there's a big blue wrapper on top of that. Big word Nestle on the top. Everyone knows the Nestle Crunch Bar, right? So Tone steals his Nestle Crunch Bar, and as we're walking towards the bus stop, Tone fucking says, hang on a sec, I gotta make a phone call. So he jogs over to the fucking payphone. You remember payphones? You remember those? You know, back in 1997, they were more than just for fucking pissing in like they are nowadays. You actually used pay phones back in 97 because that's all there was. So Tone uses the phone. He comes back over and he goes, uh, 
All right, the wheels are in motion. So any of you guys who uh, listened to the Neil and Lisa, the historic 10th episode of Neil and Lisa, know that when Tone says something along the lines of the wheels are in motion, then bad things are about to happen. So I, I remember Derek immediately going like, oh, what the fuck did you do now? Tone simply says, he goes, yeah, I called the uh, the 1-800 number on the back of this fucking chocolate bar. Um, so <laughs> Tone goes into the payphone, he calls the 1-800 number on the back of the Nestle Crunch Bar, and he gets the automated message. And uh, um, he says, I, I chipped my tooth on your fucking Nestle Crunch Bar, and now I'm going to fucking kill Mr. Nestle. So just to make it even funnier, he not only does he threaten to kill Mr. Nestle, who I'm not even sure was a fucking real person, but he threatens to kill him anyways. But um, he gives birds, uh, obviously give birds real name, which I'm not going to say, but he gives birds real name and he gives his address, his exact address, of course. So we're laughing at this fucking, at the thought, like we're on the bus and I remember laughing. We're all talking about it. We're like, poor old fucking Mr. Nestle, you know, checks his voicemail and he hears Tone saying, I'm going to fucking kill you. And there's poor Mr. Nestle. He's probably Oh my word, why would anybody want to hurt me? I'm Mr. Nestle. <laughs> so th the thought of that, you're like, oh man, that's that's pretty fucking cool. It's pretty funny, whatever. You know, keep my over 17. So um, so I actually, I believe in my heart that um, it was a single phone call. So I believe in my heart that um, if that was it, then, and he hadn't called anymore or anything like that, it would have been blown off as like a prank call and just laughed off basically. But Tone kept the wrapper from the Nestle Crunch Bar in his pocket, and he threatened to kill Mr. Nestle several times for the next couple of days. Um, and every time after threatening to kill Mr. Nestle, he's giving Bird's fucking name and address. And why did he give Bird's address, you might ask? Well, Tone, <laughs> Tone, Tone was also demanding cash from Mr. Nestle for the dental work and uh, the pain and suffering that that he had from breaking his tooth on the fucking chocolate bar, so um, he, of course he needed to give the, the name and address, the exact address, so that Mister Nestle could send the check. Right? Wrong. Um, uh, you know who needed the address more than Mister Nestle? The fucking SWAT team of police who ended up kicking in Bird's door and placed him under arrest for threatening death and extortion. Poor Bird spent just under two nights, so he spent a night and a half. Uh, in a holding cell until his mom and stepdad could bail him out. And when they verified, finally, because uh, remember, th I think things worked a little differently in 1997, so I think nowadays they might investigate and then arrest. In 97, they just fucking grabbed Burr out the house. So I guess at some point, they all started talking and they verified that uh, Bird was um, at home when the calls were made from a payphone at the other end of the city. So they knew that it wasn't Bird, and his mom and, and uh, his stepdad were covering for him, weren't covering for him, so they, they verified that. So they let Bird go with an apology, I guess. You know, sorry for you know everything. Um, so you, you'd think that, or I'd like to think anyways, for sure, that Bird learned a valuable lesson that day about keeping your word to your friends and you know not fucking your friends over. But he didn't. He continued to be a fucking snake and an all-around piece of shit for the remainder of our friendship. Well, I don't even want to call it friendship. I guess it kind of was, but I always knew he was a fucking piece of shit. Uh, anyways, um, and, oh, the one thing I did want to mention was um, um, the one, the funniest fucking thing 
I've ever one of the funniest things I've ever been a part of, and there's been a lot. But uh, having Bird on speakerphone telling us what happened and how it all went down, and then Bird's mom screaming in the background saying, "Which one of those fucking assholes is going to pay for our door?" was fucking top five funniest conversations I've ever been a part of. So, uh, I don't know where Bird is now. Uh, I've heard d different rumors about him, and uh, uh, maybe I can f reach out and find out, or hey, maybe Bird's listening. So if you are listening, Bird, you want to tell me where you are or how you're doing, eh, go fuck yourself. Anyways, that's going to wrap up episode number 14 of the Hostile Environment Podcast for today. I don't know what the weather's going to be like this weekend, but enjoy it all the same. Unfortunately, everything's still fucking closed because such is life, right? Anyways, thank you guys for listening. Thank you for downloading. Thank you for subscribing. And I will talk to you again on Monday for the number 15th episode of the Hostile Environment Podcast. Like, subscribe, and ask me any questions. Social media. I'll talk to you guys soon. Bye for now.